Welcome to Girl with the Mic podcast. Today's episode is about paving paths and doing it scared and just the dual nature of both of those things and it's counterintuitive to how we want to be behaviorally. Um, and I'm doing this episode with my best friend, Antu. We met when I was 10. She went to elementary school and Sunday school with me and that's how we knew each other and um, we've been best friends ever since. And so uh, if you know us in person, you know we're a little bit opposite in how we are in group settings. So uh, if you know me, I'm pretty serious. I know, I am typically pretty lost in thought, um, more reserved, and Antu is so bubbly, really socially engaging, and I think she's a lot of fun. So um, that balance is unusual. You know, when you meet us, you're like, wait, those two are best friends, huh? Um, But that balance has been really helpful because, I mean, we grew up together, navigated puberty, high school, and the jungle that that is, college, and then even professionally now. So, you know the quote, surround yourself with the dreamers and doers. Um, that That is who she is to me. Uh, she's always the first to hear my crazy ideas. Um, and she's always there to hype me. And we really do that with and for each other. So, um, it's gotten us into trouble, but it's also gotten us into really cool places we wouldn't have imagined um, that we would be now. So, um Maybe you don't think that we're as crazy as we think we are. Um, Or if you're hearing some of our stories and they're like, oh gosh, that's nothing compared. You know, um, the beauty of it though is that we were scared um, of ourselves and of whatever was in front of us. And so when you hear this, whatever you're going through, note that you just have to be scared of yourself and, and keep yourself from comparing Oh, oh, this person's doing something scarier. So mine, mine is nothing. No, if it's scary for you, that's valid. And stop it right there. So um, here's us talking about coming into our own free of roadmaps and role models, um, trailblazing new paths because um, we've really had to do it one foot in front of the other. Hopefully you get some ideas from this. Hopefully there's inspiration if you're feeling like there's something scary in front of you. And if you feel like you're doing it too, I hope you feel like you're not alone in that. Enjoy this episode. Welcome to Girl with the Mic podcast. Today I'm sharing the mic with my BFF and who either you know that we're just besties for the resties or you've seen her in my instagram this is her Antu, can you introduce yourself hey oh my goodness <laughs> i am so excited to be here thank you so much for having me honestly um yeah. it's been a really exciting experience uh you know from afar for me to you know see you go through this podcasting um mm-hmm. creation I don't know. I don't even know, but it's just, it's just really incredible to see. So thanks for having me. Um, wow. so you. Uh, you. Hi everyone. If you don't know me, my name is Antu or ATL. They're my initials. I'm not from Atlanta. I currently live in Seattle. Um, I work as a nurse. Um, I work in oncology in infusion oncology. And then I also teach, part-time as well at Seattle Pacific University here in Seattle. 
And then on the side, I also um, have my own business. Um, I have a blog and the blog focuses on inspiring women to feel beautiful from the inside out. So that's a nutshell about me. Awesome. Thank you so much. And so if you've been listening, you've already met Nikki, the person who featured me on her podcast, which really birthed the idea. And then that same day after I felt like I had the idea, Auntie and I were on the phone at 10 p.m. that night putting it together. So like that, if, if you know anything about that, that's like Auntie and I, we really, someone has an idea then we both sit on it and figure out what the idea needs and then we make shit happen. That's basically um, the premise of our episode today because first of all, it was really hard to figure out what we were going to talk about because there's nothing we do not talk about. <laughs> it's true. No yeah. far. Yeah. So, so then we were like, wait, where do we go with this? What, what's the thing? And it, what really caught me was, okay, we we are trailblazers. Actually, I think even in her intro, you can tell Auntie's got like a bunch of different jobs. Um, and if you know me, I do too. That's just kind of how we've always done things. We met when I was in fourth grade and she was in third. And yeah. I think we were like this at that age as well. So uh, I yeah. figured this would be a great place to start to get to know us, to introduce Auntie. And then of course, this will not be the last time she's here. So to open us up, um, Antu, do you have a quote for us today? Okay, so I literally just Googled this, and I do apologize. Um, but the first one that came up on Google that I really resonated with is an old one, but it's a goodie. Oh, it's actually by Ralph Waldo Emerson. Ralph, okay, Ooh. cool. Um, so it goes, do not go where the path may lead. Go instead where there is no path and leave the trail. I feel like that quote is such a, an original I don't know I feel like I've I've heard it so many times growing up and I've I've kind of resonated with it um kind of throughout my life but I think especially now that we're a little bit older and um the stakes are a lot higher it's like wow okay it is it's easy to do that but I think it's exceptionally scary to do it so I feel like that was a great quote to just continue to remind myself um that we need to take on the path that has not been walked and do it. Um, and then the other thing that I was thinking about was um, having a positive affirmation around it. Um, I'm a huge person. I, I don't know, lately I've been doing a lot of positive affirmations. And the, the one that came up on Pinterest was my imperfections make me human. And I Ooh. thought it was beautiful. Yeah, because we're going to make a lot of mistakes or things that we're not proud of or that we're embarrassed about as we trailblaze, you know, but we still have to be okay. And um, I don't know, I guess we still have to love ourselves regardless of the mistakes that we make. Oh, for sure. And almost anticipate them to, to expect that with more time and practice, it'd be perfect, I think is, again, just undue expectations where it's not helpful to have um, I love that you touched on that. And it's so true. And um, it's funny, it kind of ties to my quote as well, because uh, you talked about how scary it is, because the prepaved paths are a little bit safer. Uh, you can see what's coming. Don't we love being able to see what's coming? Uh, and all of those things. So my quote is, a ship in a harbor is safe, mm. but that's not what ships are built for. Mm, so good. And that one is John A. Shedd. And 
I chose that one because I feel like we are all pay like path pavers. Uh, but in especially because I work as a career counselor, I know we cling to these like pre-paved, uh, instantly gratifying, uh, very safe road mapped places where every obstacle is pre-planned or you can see them ahead. Um, and there's only so much good that comes from it and so much lack of how true it is to your story then. Yeah. You know, if we're just dodging obstacles instead of, you know, weathering storms and things. So that's, that's the quote I grabbed. And, and again, it's, it's just reinforcing that we just do the scary thing. Yeah. And it is scary. I feel like right now I'm in a season where I'm like constantly scared. (laughs) Yeah. Oh, same. It's like, and Auntie and I go back and forth about this all the time because we're both kind of in these seasons. Mm-hmm. Um, it sucks. We walk each other through, but neither of us has told each other to stop. It's so true. I think, yeah, yeah that you're like, I'm sorry, baby girl, that sucks. Keep going. <laughs> I know. <laughs> and Anna's like so harsh about it. She's like, nope, okay, keep going. And I'm like, okay. <laughs> That's the thing about me, though. I'll, like, deal the tough love when it's needed. I'll deal, like, the soft, cushy love if it's a bad day and I have to be gentle about it. You know, it just depends. But but with Antoine, a lot of times it's the tougher stuff. She responds the best to it. True. It whips me into shape. And so I appreciate that. You need, you, everybody needs a person that whips them into shape and really gives them the lowdown, you know? Mm-hmm. So it's good. Oh, for sure. Yeah. Okay. So... So really, could you walk us through the last really scary thing that you did? And how did you get yourself to do it? So the last most scary thing that I did um, was actually like a week ago. And Anne knows about this. So, you know, I've been teaching for almost a year now. And I think um, when I first got into nursing, that was really my goal. That was my end destination with nursing. I was like, okay, I really want to be a nurse, but I also truly want to teach. And I really saw myself teaching. And once I got there, I was like, wow, this is incredible. And, you know, honestly, like teaching has been such a gift. It's, I love my students. It's been such a, an incredible experience, but I knew there was more. And I felt, I felt the more a long time ago. It was probably like, five, six years ago that I felt like I needed to do something more with my life and impact in a different way, in a different medium. And um, I've always left blogging. So I love to write and I love to be creative because I feel like nursing doesn't really allow me to tap into that side of my brain. And so I knew that this was something that I needed to do. And so I started it. I started my blog maybe five, six years ago, but I didn't end up really taking it seriously until more recently. And um, so yeah, the most scary thing that I recently did was I told uh, my boss at Seattle Pacific that I was going to quit and, um, you know, either quit or take a break from teaching, just because I know um, that there isn't a more perfect time to do something than now. So yeah, I, uh, I sent that email. I, I, I wrote it up and it took me a long time. And I'm so sorry if you guys can hear those sirens. I live in Seattle, so it's, it's hard. I apologize if I do, but um, You're good. what was I saying? 
Yeah. So I wrote up my email, my, my resignation email. And I was like going back and forth teeter tottering between sending it and not sending it. And I was like, at the point where I was like, you know what, I just need to do it and get it like, get it over with. And so I ended up doing it. Um, and I've been thinking back to that moment now for quite some time, like this past week, it's been kind of hovering over my head and I'm like, wow, I can't believe I actually did that. Like, I'm not going to be teaching next quarter. And it's just sort of a shock because, um, it's kind of like school, you know, you know exactly what next year is going to be like, oh, I'm going to be a sophomore, mm-hmm. oh, I'm going to be a junior, oh, I'm going to be a senior, oh, I'm going to graduate, whatever. You all, you know, but then now that I've quit that, I don't really know what that's going to look like this coming year. So it's scary, but it's super exciting. Definitely. And thanks for sharing that, because I know, I mean, it's pretty fresh. Yeah. <laughs> and you're still, you're still working through and navigating through that. But I know you were deeply scared. And I also know that you just went for it. Because deep down, I think a lot of us do know what we have to do, even if we're scared. And that can keep us in this space of indecision. It can be limbo, because there's the option you know is not right then the one that's right that is scary um and you don't want to choose that one so you're like I'll just stay in the middle I'll just be in the fourth yeah. safely <laughs> and you know the <laughs> other thing that I really wanted to bring up too that you that I sort of um so I listened to your other podcast the one about studying abroad and yeah. um it made me realize like okay there's a reason why people stay in a position or they stay where they are because there's something that people expect of you. And that's another mm-hmm. thing that I was fearful of, you know, like I haven't told yes. my parents about my decision yet. And I know that my parents are going to be very upset, you know, and it's, it's sort of like living up to the standard that people have of you, mm-hmm. you know, and, and then going against the grain is exceptionally yeah. scary. So Right. And it can be lonely. And even for people who I feel like we we do it often, we do scary things often. Uh, it's still lonely and it's still scary. I think that's one thing we want to debunk that at some point you get used to the fear. No, 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 you, you don't. never get used to it. <laughs> you don't. Yeah. And and, you know, how are you coping with the unknowns now? How am I coping with the unknowns? You know, I'm not going to lie. It's been it's been really challenging. And I wake up every day feeling really um, slightly unmotivated just because I'm just so fearful. And I think it's just that that transitional period, you know, that you're you're grieving, essentially, the loss of this life that you had and you're stepping into a, you know, an unknown territory. And that's a scary thing. And so I think it takes time to transition. Um, But I've just kind of been listening to to good stuff like in the morning um I listen to Lior Alexandra thanks to Anne you know her her recommendation I've been I started meditating again which was helpful and it's interesting because like I can tell when I'm flowing and and I can tell when I'm not flowing because recently my meditations Mm -hmm. haven't been as clear crystal clear usually when I'm flowing it's like wow I get all these like visions and stuff and ideas and it's like wow this is incredible but I I know that I'm in this transitional period even through the meditations that I'm having, because it's not as crystal clear. It's not as defined yet. I've really felt that back and forth. Typically, uh, well, out of both of us, I'm the scaredy cat. Like, even if Auntie's talking about her fears right now, I'm always like the one hiding behind her with new experiences growing up. I'd be like, wait, what if, you know, and then she's like, let's go. 
And that's why she's been a gift to my life because I think I, I wouldn't have done any of my scary things if she wasn't going like, that's when she tough loves my ass. That's when she, <laughs> that's when she's like, uh, but you're still going to do it right. Like, that's not going to stop yeah. you, is it? I'm like, no, no, it's not. I know it. I don't want it to. Yeah, I, um, I know. I love that. And, you know, I, I love that story that you share about how, you know, when we were back in Sunday school and yeah. <laughs> we would sit next to each other in class and then the teacher would ask a yeah. question and, you know, I, you know, raise my hand and answer, but then Anne would like whisper something and I'd be like, oh yeah, that's a great idea. And so then I'd raise my hand for Anne and then the teacher would call on me and be like, oh, Anne has something to say. And it would force And I hated you for that. Yeah. Oh my gosh. I hated when she did that because one, I'm really introverted and I think a lot. So clearly I've been thinking about something and I contemplate for like 20 minutes before I ever speak up anytime. <laughs> um, so I'm whispering it to my best friend and then she's like, oh, oh, Anne has a question. And I'm like, Anne, I wasn't, I wasn't ready to say it to everyone. Just But you. now I'm curious, let, and, let me ask you a question. How did that make you feel yeah. or, or how, how do you feel like you grew from that experience, even though you like hated it? What was it like yeah. for you? Okay. Well, one, I stopped whispering <laughs> to you because I was like, I wasn't ready. But, but here's the thing. I wrestled with myself in that a lot. And actually that's why this mic is a huge metaphor because I've always had the voice, even my report card in fourth grade, my, my teacher said, Anne has really great thoughts. She should speak mm -hmm. up more. And I read that report card. I found it again last year. And I was like, oh, my gosh. Because I really sat with that, I think, a whole ton. And I always feel like I do have something to say. But I was also conditioned. My ex The expectation, right, was, was that I was seen and not heard. So I always had a lot to say. And I sat on it. But I always looked good, <laughs> you know. And so this, this was me wrestling with this back and forth. And so... I, I learned that ultimately it should be heard and you helped me work with the discomfort of that. And then eventually I figured out, oh, one, don't tell auntie because <laughs> she'll say it when you're not ready, but figure out how you can say this, like buck up, turn red if you have to, uh, and say it anyways. And so again, I'm freaked out about this podcast. I, this voice thing has been a huge metaphor for me for a long time. Uh, what is my voice? How do I use it? What am I saying? What's my message? Yeah, I think I've grown a lot in that it is valuable. And that's something that without Antu volunteering my ass, um, I wouldn't jump into. That's not something I would have chosen for me at that time. And something I still have to bring myself into. And I think the other thing that I, I still work through is I'm given responsibilities a lot. I, I am often given leadership opportunities, but also I feel like uh, when I'm in alignment with my work, I, I do assume them almost. I, I have a leadership air about me and I'm, I'm working through that, but oftentimes I'm not ready for my opportunity when it comes. So every yes that I give is scary. And then every, everything that I put my name on is, is really scary. And that's, that's when I have to ask myself, you know, do you do the safe thing by following someone else? Or do you, do you really put your name on it and like pave, pave the way for everyone? Um, and, and I really learned to rise up to that and know that yes is in there. Cause I, I truthfully wouldn't have it any other way. 
Um, now, okay, let me ask you a question but, real quick. Yeah. A follow-up yeah. question. So when yes. did you say that you started feeling um, any sort of maybe regret or like, oh, gosh, darn, I should have said something, you know? Like, what? when was that transition for you? I'm curious. Ooh, I remember a couple of times. I didn't realize I could public speak until mm-hmm. college. Um, and, and when I say I can public speak, like, if you can hand me a mic and tell me what you want the outcome to be, I, I riff <laughs> it. It's not ever perfect, but I can go pretty unprepared it's true. for something. It's true. Um, and I, I, yes, take, take her word, take my word for it. It's true. She can just pull anything out of her ass and make it sound good. And I'm like, for real? Like, I have to, like, practice and, like, write out an outline. And here goes Anne. Yeah. I didn't really prepare anything until last night. I, I just kind of thought about it. I was like, oh, okay. Yeah. <laughs> That's when you know something's a gift. And I resented that because I was like, really? This is my gift? Like, could you give me something else? Like, I could be smart in math or something, right? Um, but no, that's when you know it's a gift that like with very little effort, you can pretty much hit the nail on the head. And and that wasn't something I realized I could do until college, uh, because, you know, in college, they make you do these all the time. And um, and then I realized once I got up, it was no sweat. And I think in high school, I just was always nervous. I would like hold my hands together. I would cross my legs and try to be physically really small and um, in college, when there's those courses where you're mixed with upperclassmen and underclassmen, I saw this senior in one of my courses speak with her hands and speak slowly and be able to do it well. And I basically copied her because I wanted to be like that. And then the practice made me realize that I could go off the cuff pretty well. And so one, that was a gift. And I learned that one. Um, But even if I knew that one, I remember distinctly in graduate school, I kept saying, again, I kept saying things under my breath. And only the person next to me would be like, you should should say something. So I guess this is how we know Angie's a real one, because she'd be like, Angie said something and it's actually really good. Uh, This graduate school classmate did not do that. And she kept turning around. She's like, you... You should just say this out loud because everything that the professor is saying, you whispered to me. Um, So now I'm realizing I do that often. Um, And then there was one time I said, I I held it because she kept going like, why are you whispering these things? I don't know why I do that. Uh, But I thought it in my head and I felt my heart race because I was about to say it. And then the moment passed and I didn't want to, you know, I felt like, oh, man. I don't want to like right. bring it back up. The moment just passed and mm-hmm. and I missed it. And that was my first taste of like, I call it now swallowing bullets. Like it was a bullet needing to come out of me and I swallowed it and it imploded. And I was so mad at myself the rest of that week and up until the week after. And then I was like, the next time you feel this way, spit it out. And, and I have been ever since. So working on that, thank you for asking that question because I feel like these layers of me has unlocked over time and, and it's made me realize that, that I got to let people in. And that you need to let yeah. it out. Yeah, yeah, let it out to let people in. I think I do that to preserve myself, but 
what good am I doing when I'm preserving myself and trying to hide? So if um, if you've heard some of my other episodes, you know, I kind of go at war with like wanting to be small and big at the same time. I'm always at war with it. And usually um, wanting to be big and shine uh, ends up winning. It just isn't without a whole lot of pep sure. talking on my part. And you know, part. Yeah. <laughs> you know, and I think um, a lot of it goes back to our rearing, you know, how we were raised. Mm-hmm. And honestly, that yeah. I think that's a huge part of it because our personality is who we are now. But what what we were taught? Oh, you got to be prim and proper. You got to be yeah. quiet. You have to be submissive. You have to, you know, listen. Yeah, exactly. Obedient. obedient listen to your elders. All that stuff. You know, were ingrained in mm-hmm. us at such an early age that I mean, even to this day, I still struggle with you know defying mm-hmm. against. Um, high like you know top leaders or whatever you know you struggle with that still and and I carry that with me to this day and that's something that you know I'll always probably be you know struggling with but it probably gets easier and easier as time goes on right and we're constantly learning those things constantly because the second we're in new arenas you almost have to baby step through it again yeah you know yeah, because all of a sudden there's a new boss and you got to figure out how to advocate for yourself yeah. to that person, even if you'd already figured it out with the boss right. previous. Yeah. Gosh. So, so Antu, like, what do you usually need to tell yourself when you're scared? <sighs> you know, it's just like, it's kind of like Nike's brand. <laughs> just do it. Yeah. And yeah. You know, similar to your experience where, you know, you come to these points in an event or in an experience, you know, where you feel like you need to speak up and you feel like when you don't, you're swallowing these bullets. I, I've, I've experienced Mm -hmm. that too. And I think a lot of people do. I I don't, I think it's a great term to coin, you know? Um, And so I've gone through several experiences where for me like I have a really bad memory so I try to like block things out so I don't necessarily remember like the specifics of it but I know I remember how I felt you will always remember how people make you feel it's similar to that you always will remember the emotions Mm -hmm. that you felt in some sort of you know moment and so um some of those things really I don't know upset me for weeks and months and years even, you know? And so, um, I've always just tried to tell myself, yeah, just do it because someone's going to benefit from it. If it's not you, it's going to be somebody else, you know? And I I try to Mm -hmm. take it from a place of service, you know, like, okay, if I'm going to speak up, it's either going to serve me or serve somebody else. Even just choosing unpaved things. Like I know even, the inception of this blog and stuff like what was your inspiration how how did you know that you were being um challenged to do something you hadn't seen before and how does that propel you forward there's no path for this how did you know to believe in it and move Hmm. towards it yeah that's a really great question I have no idea but I I knew that like you know at a very young age that I really wanted to impact on a on a big scale. I think Anne and I have always had these conversations where Anne really wants yeah. to, you know, connect and impact on a small level, one-on-one level. Cause she's really, you know, she's a counselor 
So she she is really good with that one. Versus for me, I'm like, okay, Mm -hmm. let me get the biggest bang for my buck here. Like I want to, you know, impact as many people as I can. And so the original idea that I had for the blog was to create, you know, a women's conference around, you know, personal development and personal growth. And I had that vision in my head. And of course, the blog has, you know, waxed and waned in in that way. Well, and and not in that way, too. Um, But I think in this last year, I think I've defined it a little bit better so that it has come back to its core original idea. Um, So I wouldn't say that, you know, it came out of nowhere, but it was sort of like this ongoing thing that I was like, okay, I knew I wanted to impact on a large scale. I just didn't know how. And I knew that I was really passionate about, you know, women and, and, um, yeah. Mm -hmm. Do you feel like there was someone who was an inspiration for that? Or really, was that something that you feel came Hmm. to you? You know, that's a really good question. Um, I would say there wasn't necessarily like a person that I knew, but more so like the people that I learned from and watched, you know, on TV, like it was Oprah, it was Brene Brown, you know, all these Mm -hmm. female leaders uh, of their age, like were just so inspiring that I wanted to do something similar to them. And, and I felt like they were onto something that I was talking about too, you know? And so you try to, you try to model the people that you admire um, and you make it your own, you know? Mm -hmm. Yeah. Definitely. And I think that's huge to pay attention to because uh, some of us may call those like pipe dreams that are are worth having but not worth pursuing. And uh, what's unique about Antu is that she pursues them. So really think about that, that if you have something that you would classify in the pipe dream, like figure out what I just read this pin that it was like, think of your dream, slice it in half. And take the first mm. step towards the half. And um, and I was like, wow, I think that is really moving. Because so many of us have these. And then we just kind of leave them there. And then watch other people address mm-hmm. theirs. Um, but if you really were to make it a little bit small, break down some steps, you can really make your way through. And, and I'll say this, Antu's blog has been what six seven years in the making it's not a day one I had this idea and two I made it happen it's a I'm not giving up on this um and it continues to propel us forward yeah and you know something that Ann and I have been talking about recently is you know not having a plan b and I know for me Mm-hmm. I have had plan B's, plan C's, plan D's. I don't know. I've, I've had so many different yeah. plans and I realize it's because um, I love variety, you know, and, and I think that's a beautiful thing to be interested in multiple different things. But I also believe that it's so valuable to be committed to one thing. You know, I feel like 2021 mm-hmm. is going to be something along the lines of committing to um, this trailblaze, you know, because you have this idea in your head and you don't know how you're going to get there. Hell, I don't know how I'm going to get there, but you just, you just trek on, you know, and you just take it one day at a time. And so, yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. The perseverance in it is, is insanity. And it's also counterintuitive to our Insta culture, but it's the defining thing that is the difference between what will work and what will not. Yeah. 100%. 
Okay, Angie, what were you, what was your favorite thing to do in your free time as a kid? Talk to you on the phone. (laughs) And typically, I mean, usually if someone else is the benefit of it, we're more likely to jump and do it than to do it for our own self. So I mean, that's um, one of the things I really love asking people because it's usually tied to what they really? want to do now. I I tell people I always liked to talk when I was a kid, too. And that was my way of playing. So that's so funny that you said that we would it's talk true. to we each would other. We talk, like, for 10 hours. I, I don't even know. I'm exaggerating now. It's probably more like seven or eight was the longest time we ever talked about. I think we timed it and I wrote it down at one point. So I was like, oh my gosh, look at the time that we've spent on the phone. And yeah, like I, I remember us growing up and spending so much time talking that no kidding communication and talking is one of our biggest ways to connect and to work and to be effective to other people. For sure. Yeah. Yeah. What do you feel like? you see for yourself in five five years years. um you know I really want to grow this business um I'm really excited to take on this new adventure with it it's really um I haven't released anything yet but I'm gonna be hopefully launching something brand new uh in January of 2021 so I'm super stoked to see where that's gonna um take me I've always dreamt of having destination retreats for women like hosting those so I'm really excited for you know eventually doing that maybe like biannually or something um because i mean those are like all the all the great vibes that I, i'm obsessed with you know like good views nice yeah. you know personal growth mm-hmm. um, being around you know like-minded individuals yeah. i think is just amazing and then um you know really starting family obviously you know juan and i we've been married like over two years and now our parents are definitely pressuring us to have children and I think I'm more open to it than he is but I think um the plan is to maybe start next year trying or the year after so yeah hopefully family and ideally I'd love to live in three different places because home is you know really where the heart is and I feel like my heart is split between three different places you know um yeah, yeah, that would be the dream goal. And you can tell none of this is like pre-paved kind of plans for her. That that really, these are all things that she just knows in her heart that she wants to go do and has the courage to do that. And, you know, we challenge you with this episode. Like if you feel something like that is a little bit crazy, you know, with Anto and I, crazy is like in our names because who in their right, you know, we were talking about this as we were planning this episode. We were like, <laughs> who in their right mind would be a nurse that also adjunct teaches that also, you know, all of those things or who would be the associate dean that would birth like a brand new podcast, but also have private clients and also teach yoga. Like, right. no, nobody. But if it's all the things that have you flow make you feel alive then that's just right that's what we're shooting for and it should make sense to no one except for you and maybe you're down I completely agree with that statement and you know if there comes a point where you feel too stretched thin that's okay I mean that is probably gonna you know bound that's bound to happen at some point you know and that's where you Mm -hmm. reanalyze and you refocus you know and you change gears right right 
and to let go of an opportunity Mm -hmm. that was still good. I think there's a point in our life where it was really easy to sort what was good and what wasn't, what was serving and what won't. And now everything is serving because we've um, curated the options so tightly that you have to choose from a good opportunity and a good opportunity um, and make really, really tough calls to go, this is good, but equally, um, I'm going to go from good and something else that's to great. Right. And that means it's go. Yeah. And that's not easy. To, that's not an easy decision to make. And it yeah. takes a lot of self-reflection and, yeah. and, you know, introspection to really think about it because at this point, like you right. mentioned, they're all good options at which one is serving you the most. Yeah. Right. And you have to think about that, what your purpose mm-hmm. is in life. Yeah. Like, is this with my right. purpose? And if it's maybe. not, then maybe it has to go. Right. Yeah. And the other thing I want to also bring up in this one, I think is one of the most important pieces is, um, I think Steve Harvey said this, but who is in your boat? One. And who is rowing? Because Antu fucking rows in my boat. I'll tell you that. Um, And as you up level, as you evolve and progress, your circles might too and be ready to hold some of these relationships really close because you made Antu and I had to like weather some seasons of space so that we can grow up to each other or rise up to each other um, and where we are and learn what we need to learn. Um, Some of our tight relationships that we used to have strongly before, they're no longer that. Um, And really trying to uh, respect that process and know what that's like. I think that's important because you might be the driver of your boat, but who's in there, who's in your corner, who's rowing, who's breathing into your ideas. Like you want that hype beast who is like, so when are we yeah. going to do this crazy thing you just said? Instead of the person who's mm, like, Ooh, so you good. sure about that? Yeah. yeah. So different. So, so a couple of takeaways here, do the scary thing and it's okay if you hadn't seen it before. And it's okay if someone like Oprah inspired you. She inspires me too. Know who you're taking with you and consistently check those things. Um, And then do it scared. Like Andrew and I laugh that we like close our eyes. Like we aim, close our eyes, then shoot. It's true. Yeah. (laughs) We send the emails with our like eyes Yeah. And then just to add, like, honestly, getting comfortable with being afraid getting comfortable with with being scared yeah. of what you're gonna do right? cry through it don't let it stop you though do you have any uh, other closing no thoughts i'm so excited to? to continue to hear your guys's stories from this like you know what what inspiration it's it's yeah. ignited and um yeah i'm excited to hear yeah me too me too so feel free please interact with us let us know what scary thing you're about to do next we would love to cheer you on and root for you in that Thanks so much for joining us today, Antu. This was so much fun. And again, not the last time she'll be here. Thanks so much for your time. I really appreciate it. This was so 